Welcome everybody to the best podcast in the world. This is the Strength and Skills Podcast. My name is Nick Tibusek and with me today there is Don Rado because of his lovely beard. Look at him. Oh yes, that's a Don. <laughs> good morning. How are you doing? <laughs> hey, good morning. Doing well. How about you? I'm having a great morning, having good coffee and I'm in the gym. How can I not be good? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, for the listeners, today's topic is um, pretty much about how to build a big, 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 big back. And um, for that, we are not only talking about pull-ups and maybe some rows and stuff. We're going to talk about more detailed stuff about it. And first of all, I would like to talk about the classic myth that everybody thinks of when they start off with calisthenics. Once they reach the point they can do some pull-ups, they neglect the horizontal rowing and only do pull-ups to build their back. How do you think about that? And what would you say about actually, yeah, that topic? Would, would, you, would you incorporate um, some, some rowing movements? Absolutely. Like um, just because you went from this beginner stage up to a more advanced one, I mean, beginners tend to use more rowing in order to progress with pulling and progress to something like a vertical pull. Even at the advanced stage, I wouldn't get rid of the rows because um, it's just another motion of pulling in a different plane. And it's going to tackle different regions of your back that vertical pulling probably won't do. And there's like so much freedom, so much space to progress when it comes to rowing and so many variations out there. That's like even most advanced athletes can um, still find something for themselves uh, and stick to that and trying to progress to that. Huh? So I would definitely go still with the rows, even in more advanced stages. Absolutely. I, I, I would have nothing to add on that because yeah. for me, um, yes, we should do a lot of, of vertical pulling, but we should never neglect the horizontal one. Um, as Absolutely. Um, would you... Would, Yeah, would you would you say that it's also like not only from the muscle building standpoint of things, but also like health related? Absolutely. Because in a lot of setting, like just implementing a simple motion like a row is beneficial for most people, as you know, like you open up in the front side, you strengthen the back side, um, which is a bit different um, than to, than uh, the vertical pulling that we have. Um, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Especially from a, from a health point, a point of view to uh, get into that, um, we uh, should never neglect the horizontal pulling as um, when, when you look at it, um, how you use the muscle fibers um, is a little bit different to the vertical pulling. Um, and of course, it's also depending on how do you uh, place the elbows. Um, this is something where we come to a little later, probably. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the, the thing with that is, um, you usually don't have that kind of um, retraction in a, in a vertical pull that you have in a, in a horizontal pull. And that's yep. in, is, is really, really massively important at that point um, to have that in mind and um, to, to think of, okay, we need the rhomboids and we need to train them too. It's um, in that plane, we also have the rear delts very much involved, which are also involved when you have a very good arch back pull-up. Um, mm -hmm. But at, at, in most cases, 
um, you see, especially with calisthenics athletes, they have a very good front delt, or uh, okay-ish side delt, but they have a pretty shitty rear delt very, very often. It's not always the case, but it's very, very often. So if you, if you want these big, fat cannonball shoulders, like boulder shoulder, then you're probably better off to go to... Um, yeah, to, to incorporate some 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 rowing movements, and for that we definitely have to come back to that because uh, for that you need different elbow positions, um, uh, as as this brings in different different angles, and of course then different muscles that are working actually, and for that we also have to talk about the next topic um, here because a lot of people misunderstand the elbow positioning in pulling overall because everybody's like if you want to get wide you got to grip wide wide pull-ups for wide back how do you see that well yeah that's uh that's that was one of my beginner mistakes just me thinking you know wide pull-ups are going to get me wide um i mean i i I do see a reasoning behind that, you know, because you just have the sense when you grab wide, okay, my back, especially the the upper part of it and the side of it is working really hard. Um, but it's actually almost like the opposite of that, where you actually shift the focus more from the outer side of the back, more to the inside of it because of this wide grip and because of the last just working in a different fashion than compared to something like a shorter width or a narrow grip pull up. Uh, which could potentially just challenge you more in that lateral side and in the end actually be more effective when it comes to just going in a V-shape and building that uh, V-shape. Because we, we have to think of, um, and this this is what you, you started right now, the V-shape of the back, and we want a big, big, wide V, but a big, big, wide V starts with the lowest part of the V. And if you if you have like like something that is um yeah let, let, let's say if, if you have something that starts like a stick and then comes out and you, you don't want the t <laughs> got me there <laughs> you the okay. yeah you don't want the t yeah <laughs> it's it, it, that that that's something that a lot of people misunderstand um we we have different styles of pulling so that we target muscle fibers different and for different um, ranges where the elbow is positioned, we have different muscle fibers working. And when you have the wide, wide vertical pulling, you usually bring in the um, higher parts of, of actually the... Um, lats which are a little bit more the horizontal um muscle fibers of the lats and this is classic in in the area of the scapula um around that area uh that that people have a massive shoulder girdle there it looks like a massive shoulder girdle we have to come back to that too um it looks like a massive shoulder girdle and they, they have this this fat big back on the upper part but they don't have the lower part of of um the the back and this is where the vertical fibers are mostly involved and for that you probably don't go very well with a wide grip pull-up as um for those we should grip a little bit more narrow and this is 
very, very important. For this, we will need the elbows in a different plane than in a classic pull-up. And this is something a lot of people may misunderstand because we already had the pull of uh, the, the 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 big pull talk um, in yeah. in this in this podcast. But now we are going a little bit more into this detailed work right there. Um, when you keep the elbows in front of the body, um, like in in the plane that, that that you actually work the elbows in front of of the body, like in a chin up. You target the um, vertical muscle fibers of the lats a little bit more. And for that, you, you, you need to keep in mind, that's a, that's a bodybuilding thing right now. It's, that's not maybe the, the most healthy way of building a good back. So at that point, please don't misunderstand this as a listener. There is no bad motion that you can do. Even if you do something that is not the most healthy um, motion that you are doing, when you incorporate different other motions into your training, there's absolutely no problem with doing so. But there's a big but on it. One thing that we need to keep clear here just because you keep the elbows in front of your body to target the vertical fibers of the lats a little bit more, that doesn't mean you are allowed to lose depression. Mm. The, the scapula should never go into elevation in a pulling. Never, never, ever. You just don't do it. You have circumstances where you can go a little bit more into a protraction, but you never you never ever go into an elevation of the scapula, which means the scapula is moving upwards so that your shoulders come closer to your ears. This is something you definitely always try to, to just avoid. And that, that, yeah, that's yeah. very, very important at that point. Would you, would you say like with the variation you mentioned with just bringing the elbow in front, uh, something like a more protracted scapula position would make more sense rather than retraction? as that protraction might bring the lats into a more like, I wouldn't say disadvantageous position, but almost like a better contraction. Probably yes. As a lot of people, especially when it comes to the um, vertical pulling, and this is crucial. Um, a lot of people, when it comes to the vertical pulling, they have too much in their head. They have to have the retraction. Um, but what, what comes in with that is not being as efficient as you could be because, and this is, this is the, the, the issue with that. When you do so, especially in the top position, people are like, they're having the elbows, not in the same plane. Because very, very important here is to keep in mind what you want to, uh, to have for an efficient vertical pulling. You want to keep the elbows below the wrist all the time. So for that, you probably have to move the body in a different position. Got me there? Um, the, the issue that we're going to have here is um, people are going to be like, if I have to think of the retraction all the time, they're going to bring the elbows backwards, mm -hmm. especially in the top position. And this is probably a position for you, especially in the vertical pulling, that will lead to a position where you don't 
um, have the perfect control over your movement, especially in the top position. And at that point, we definitely have to think of, okay, there are different styles of pulling. At that point, we have to think of, okay, is it only about muscle building or is it also about a strength building? And I would always say we have to have to talk about both at the same time um, because it's always hand in hand. And most of us who are doing pull-ups are also going for a lot of strength. Um, and at that point, we, we have to um, keep in mind the top position is where the position where everybody is the weakest usually. And this comes from they lose positioning of elbows most of the time. From like 80% of the people that I see failing in competitions on the top position of, of, um, of, of, of the pulling, they probably would be closer to getting the rep by having the elbows in the right place. And I've just been to a competition here in uh, Germany and I've seen that so many times it was just the elbow positioning And if, if they would have had that on point, they would have got the rep. Yeah, it's, it's a really uh, funny thing. It's almost like a paradox because you have people like drive the elbow more to the back because they want to retract more. But what actually happens is they completely slip out of the position and go into the completely opposite motion of almost like protracting and elevating. Yeah, which is like a complete no-go if you want to target the lats as it almost like completely shut, shut, shuts them off and just shifts the focus completely on the upper part of the back. And this is, this is what I see a lot. And the, the issue that we see here is we have also very, very good pullers in the world who are doing that. And there would even be better pullers if, pull ups, uh, pullers <laughs> if they wouldn't. And that's the crazy thing about it. This is, this is sometimes a little bit difficult to explain that we have some people who are extremely good at some stuff, even though they could be better technical-wise. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a, a very um, difficult thing to, to, um, to, to, to have that in mind because everybody would be like, yeah, but this guy is one of the best in the world. He's doing it that way. And you said that's the wrong way. Yes, I did. And it doesn't make it better that he did it. You know, that, that's a little bit difficult at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Please, please go on. Please go on. Yeah. Um, something that I wanted to say is like, even if you start to implement that pulling motion and it starts to feel weird, because obviously by thinking of pushing the elbow forward, what's going to happen is you're probably going to have a bit more distance away from the bar once you close the movement. And that could feel weird initially at the start, because what people do is with that bringing of the elbows to the back, they just think of bringing themselves closer, as close to the bar as possible, which isn't bad from an efficiency standpoint of things, but you could lose positioning because of that. So if you feel like, okay, I'm pushing my elbow forward and I have some distance away from the bar, that's still fine if you have like valid height in terms of chin, the chin passing the bar. So um, yeah, just try and roll with it and see how you like progress with it long-term. And if that's um, a solution for you, like for myself, I found out like, okay, it's weird. It's weird to have my head um, have more distance away from the bar, but it just puts me in a much better position where I'm more efficient yeah. uh, and just the motion itself feels better. So um, yeah, that's something that 
just I thought it might be uh, worthwhile mentioning because I know how it was for myself. Like, oh, is this valid or not? Because I'm so far away from the bar. Sure is if you have the good height. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a very crucial point here because um, we do have some people who are, who think of, yes, you have to have the, the, the head over the bar, um, also horizontal-wise, not only vertical-wise. And to me, it's it's not the best thing because it leads to people losing the shoulder blades at that point um, and getting them into into an injury, um, which I I just I, I don't see it as a, as a, as a something that we definitely need to have there. But coming back to to the um, bodybuilding side of it to build a very big back, um, something that I would say what is absolutely crucial at that point but a lot of people very much neglect is the power of unilateral movements for the back and this is not only for for horizontal moving um, as what i see with people is when you make people do um, also vertical pulling with one arm They stay more injury-free most of the time. And for that, everybody's now, but we are into calisthenics. Not everyone can do a one-arm pull-up. Yep, that's true. But I've got to say at that point, please, please do yourself the favor and think of it in a little bit more hybrid way and consider the chance <laughs> to use something like, like a, a cable machine or something to do maybe like a lat pull down to 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 uh, do the unilateral movement because it's going to be easier if you can't do a one arm pull up that's your unilateral um, vertical pulling and that's completely okay you're not killing the the vibe of calisthenics with that you're just enforcing your powers to get better at calisthenics and i would say if you if you can get better at it, at it by using something else why not <laughs> i agree and even if you don't have something like a cable machine you can always use some bands or maybe even like something like a pulley system with the ring straps and the rings and then just pulling the weight from the opposite side yeah you know like easy solutions um and just yeah just as you said don't don't stay limited to just one training regime you know try and implement many different things um into one training program that's the way you're gonna probably you know benefit from it the mm -hmm. most that's crucial um so i would always recommend to let people do some unilateral movements as um it's not only the vertical pulling it's also in the horizontal world doing one arm rows on the rings on with a dumbbell however um i have like like have seen like like clients of us uh you 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 know them um they had a bad feeling for the lads for like i don't know he's training for the example that i'm talking about he's training for like seven years or something now and he never felt his back in a very good way and we incorporated some some one and rows and really focus on okay i want you to really focus on your lads and he was like oh it's the first time after seven years or something that i actually have a kind of a feeling for my lads now and now we are We're bringing in the lads a lot better. And the good thing about it is now that he has a better feeling for the lads, his pulling gets a lot better. 
especially mm. technical wise, he just gets a better feeling. He can get a better um, depression of the scapula and all that stuff. And bringing in the lats for all the pulling a little bit better is always good because that's the main muscle that moves um, you up on the bar. It's better for your muscle ups. It's better for your for for, for all the the pulling stuff that you're doing. And it would even be better for for some front lever work. And this is this is crucial to understand that the lats are the most important one for actually the, um, the 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 front lever work because they are doing the most work at that point because they have to stabilize all the torso at that point and if they wouldn't work you just wouldn't be able to hold that and this is crucial yeah. so uh, now now that leads to the to the next thing that we have on the list for for the topics um, talking about the isometrics for the back mm. Yeah. And for that, I wouldn't even say it's just a front lever. I would even say um, doing some deadlift work, which is absolutely not calisthenics, will help you develop a big, 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 big back. How do you see that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, obviously, when you have, you have vertical pulling and horizontal pulling, and then the front lever just kind of brings a completely different plane of pulling where you have this isometric and the arm being straight in that motion having this almost like pull down motion mm -hmm. i mean you see it in the gyms you know people do the pull down just yeah. to target the lats in their different function of this like retro version of the arm yeah um which is a great thing obviously and then the deadlift just being a completely different animal compared to that because you not only have the lats in this isometric fashion you also have the whole back um as a unit and the posterior chain which is which just builds you in a completely different plane then, you know, going from this, as we said, like this frontal plane, the deadlift is probably going to build you more in the sideways plane in terms of just having this thickness and a growth, again, general growth in the back because of the erectors being so, um, so dominant during the motion. Absolutely. And I think that's absolutely something that we neglect in the calisthenics world a lot, having a strong erector for the spine is crucial to stay absolutely healthy at that point. So um, the, the erectors for the spine are actually the ones that stabilize you staying standing tall, you know, See, seeing that from a, from a human side. <laughs> And on the other hand, to, to actually have a strong erector will make your, your, your back look even better at that point, because It's not only about lats building a big, big back, you know, it's yep. about having all the rest of the muscles being incorporated there. And this actually starts with the erectors um, because the erectors go from the lowest point to the highest one to, to keep the, the spine stable and being able to stay upright. You know, we, we, we actually, we need that. We need to train that actually. And it's not done only by standing and maybe walking or something. Um, It is best trained by making some, bringing some resistance against being erected, you know, and that's, that's extremely important at that point. I know you laugh because I'm, I'm, I'm talking about erections, <laughs> but at that point, um, I didn't say anything. Nah, I, I saw the smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the very important thing here for all the men in here is we all know how important erection is. So let's talk back to the spine. Um, the very important part here is 
Um, yes, we are training the back mostly at that point with an isometric work because we have to stay upright, but that's actually the stuff that we are doing most of the time during the day. Stay, staying, standing tall, sitting, but upright. We are not leaned over most of the time, not, not like completely leaned over. Of course, when you sit in front of a desk, you're kind of leaned over, but it's what keeps us back what what keeps us straight is actually the erectors and that's absolutely crucial to understand at that point that we have that in mind okay we want that to be trained also in an isometric way so the deadlift is one of the best exercises to help you building the back it's not that there is one exercise that is the best exercise in the world that go, that's gonna gonna lead you to to grow to to the most massive growth of something but um Actually, from, from my point of view, you can see who does deadlift work and who doesn't. Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's massive. It's, that's massive. It's, it's like, like if you want that deadlift. Christmas tree on the back, mm. you need the deadlift. If you want a big, big, big fat one, yes, of course, to see the deadlift, you got to be pretty, pretty lean. But... To have a massive um, Christmas tree here, we, we got to do some deadlifts. We got to do some lower back work. And this is crucial to understand that lower back work needs to be done too. Next to all the rowing, to all the vertical pulling stuff, because that's something we, we tend to um, actually yeah, neglect at the point, you know? Yeah, just uh, you have people who just lack the depth in yeah. their back. You know, and you don't have these two like snakes going mm -hmm. beside the spine mm -hmm. and having this like really shows, okay, this guy is lifting heavy weights. This guy is doing deadlifts. Yes. And I, I think like no matter the variation, you're going to almost have, I, I wouldn't say the same effect, but you're, you're going to have a similar effect to even if you do, doesn't matter, conventional sumo's Romanians. Like this general hinging, just breaking at the hip and loading that up um, is going to help you with that depth. So I, I think it's like important to know you just you just have the full freedom to pick, okay, this variation I like more, this fatigues me less, this doesn't affect me so much in my calisthenics work, you know, pick that, work on that because it's, it's, it's sad, but it is like that. There's no bodyweight exercise that can um, switch the deadlift, you know, that can be and uh, and just an alter for the deadlift um, because you don't have this intensity and the slow that you have with weights. Hundred percent agree at that point. Hundred percent. So another thing that we definitely have to bring in there because we are talking about all this um, detail work and for the depth of, of of the back. So as I already mentioned, um, the lads are not the only one that that make a, a back look good. How do you think of, of um, uh, different styles of bringing in some, some rowing movements and all that stuff that now we're going to talk about the elbow positions and all that um, to bring in more details, to bring in exactly. more, more depth into it? What, how would you, how would, what would you recommend doing there? So, yeah, just as you noted, we have the like vertical fibers of the lats coming from bottom up and the more horizontal ones being in the upper region of the lats. Um, and you can like alter the variations of how you pull in order to tackle different regions. So for example, like with rowing, if you were to pull the elbow more in the direction of the hip and closer to the body, 
that's probably going to be more geared towards uh, the lower ones, the vertical ones. And then you can do the complete opposite and have the elbow go into more of the abduction. Yeah. Going into closer to 90 degrees, pulling it higher up, still staying slightly below the shoulder level and more to the outside and wide. That's probably going to be a better variation for the vertical fibers, the, the horizontal fibers, I'm sorry, in yeah. the upper region. So you can, you can see how you can kind of fine tune and have like little detail work once you have the big picture on point. And then if you see, okay, I like this, I like that, you can put more specific focus on that. Uh, and you can almost like do the same with uh, vertical pulling, no? in terms of just tackling different regions. Absolutely. Just as you said, with the, with the wider or more narrow grip or different elbow, elbow placement, just uh, like everything as a whole plays a, plays a role. Absolutely. How would you incorporate stuff like maybe um, butterfly reverse and maybe very wide rows for, yeah, let's let's talk about the details that we have. Uh, in the uh, yeah. So I would like have that as a cherry on top. I wouldn't have that like as a first exercise of the day. I would always have so the, the vertical pulling, the horizontal pulling and the hinging um, as like the big three. And then little work, little detail work, which is usually the upper back that needs more specific focus yeah. i would put that at the end and have more focus then on those little exercises like the butterfly reverse um just to also have uh, the upper regions tackled absolutely um what's your what's your take on that um i, I would always bring in the, the the butterfly reverse and all that stuff maybe a little bit more into into the end of the training because it involves yeah. the shoulder girdle a lot more so all the small muscles around the scapula so um and if they are too tired you can't do the big movements very well and efficient anymore so it's extremely important to have that in mind when you are building actually a training program for someone um what is going to fatigue what and what is the goal actually in the end so starting off with some some uh, front lever or heavy pull-up work and then go on for with some front lever work or the other way around doing firstly um some front lever work and bringing in heavier pulls in the end um uh, afterwards that's not the end i would bring in some some maybe some some rowing movements be behind that maybe it's it's like um a more narrow uh rowing movement and to to really bring the cherry on top of that to afterwards now uh bring in the the butterfly reverse or maybe a face pull um depending on how you perform the face pull um but to actually bring in a little bit more of, of, of uh, work for the rhomboids, maybe more of work for the traps at that point, bringing in more work for the rear delts here so that you have a very good look in the end of the shoulder girdle of the, 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 the small muscles, which are making like, you know, a wide back is amazing to have, but a very good back looks better with all the detail work in the middle you know everybody knows yeah we have a great landscape here <laughs> having a very very wide landscape here but how does the the horizon look better with a lot of small uh, of of great mountains there you know got me at that absolutely um, it's 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 very very important to to have that in mind that we we want this great view on the horizon there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And looking at like from the muscle building standpoint, um, 
what is interesting is like the big, big three we mentioned might be more geared towards uh, the mechanical tension, something we talked about in the previous podcast. Yeah. And then these small exercises like the reverse butterfly or the face pool, they're definitely more geared towards the metabolic stress, going yeah. for less intensity, more pump, and just more repetitions. Yeah. And these two combined, you just have then the full package uh, that you want to have when it comes to muscle building. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a good thing. And this, this is this is a very very important one to have that in mind that we also want to, yeah, have all that stuff in mind. So, um, is there anything else that you would say that we need to talk about when it comes to building a very big back? Um, like for me, one of the most important learnings is. Um, try and open up the view and take the most important things from different disciplines because we can just learn from each other, you know? Like the bodybuilder can learn from the calisthenics athlete and vice versa. We can also take something from powerlifting like the deadlift, you know? From bodybuilding, we could take something like rows and cable work and the bodybuilder can take pull-ups uh, from the calisthenics athlete, you know? Yeah. So just like taking the best of all worlds and trying to combine that, I think that's the way you get... Uh, the best package is just this complete image of a well-built back. Um, like it, since I started implementing that, my back has just developed in a completely different fashion and just the progress skyrocketed from there on because you just have this complete package then. No? Absolutely love that. All right. For all the listeners, um, if you need any help building a very big bag or um doing your uh, help help with your plan in your training um then just feel free to contact us on uh, the strength and skills podcast on instagram and uh, we rebranded our our coaching um into strength and skills so you can check that out on um instagram too and yes if you need any help just feel free to contact us here um we're going to help you building the muscle the strength and the confidence that we need to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. All right. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who has a very small bag and you just need to help him, send him over this episode. So. Someone, someone with the imaginary lat syndrome, help him out. <laughs> and get you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Have, a, have an amazing back training and pump it up. <laughs>